0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and I would just like to start off this episode with somewhat of a formal apology. You know, I missed a week, okay, and that's on me. I gotta stay consistent, Um, but let's be honest, not shit is going on, okay? the, The biggest thing that's happened in the last week is Fernando Tatis got suspended, and LeBron's son dunked a basketball. Okay, those are the biggest things that's happened like in the last two weeks. And there's one other thing I don't want to talk about, but, but there we'll save that for the finale. Anywho, I missed a week and I apologize. You know, it's just a dead sports season right now. It's the summer, nothing's on, um, and my job is very reliant on this stupid back to school bullshit. It, it's just been, you know, it's been tough on me, and I'm not asking for sympathy. If you'd like me to write apology notes to all 113 subscribers, I can do that. But just, just give me a chance, guys, okay? But I got a packed episode for you guys today. We're going to start off with Bill Russell's number six being retired. What are my thoughts on this? Here's the thing. I think it's very ironic how in today's evolving game, we retire the number of the 6'5 center who wouldn't put up anything in today's game now that's no diss on bill russell rest in peace but it's just kind of ironic the last guy in anyone's discussion of legends who would thrive in today's game gets their number retired but i guess that's also what happens when you win 10 rings in your nba career i think this is a message from basically nba execs and guys in the upper hand saying while the game has evolved don't forget who got it here okay guys like bill russell guys like will chamberlain guys like bob Cousy. All those guys built the game that we have today. And who who more deserving than Bill Russell, the 6'5 center who, you know, evolved the game to what it is today almost. You know, um, there's guys who have evolved the game. Jordan, Steph Curry, you know, guys like that. But Bill Russell built the building blocks around uh, the development of the NBA in the 60s, 70s, all that. Bill Russell may be eaten alive, in, you know, in, in today's game. Uh, standing at only 6'5", but the man has 10 rings and quite possibly may have evolved the game more than anybody. Him and Wilt Chamberlain's rivalry ignited the NBA in the 60s, and, you know, I think we wouldn't be here today without those two guys, and um, I think it's it's just ironic, you know, to say um, those guys from the 60s, those even guys from the 90s, you know, a lot of millennials, kids my age, will say that these guys, you know, wouldn't stand a chance in today's NBA. But you know, I don't think that takes away legacy and you know what they've done for the game today. So when we talk about greatness, there's more than just overall talent. Um, if we want to go by overall talent, LeBron and Kevin Durant are probably the number one and number two players, Steph Curry being three. Um, so you know, when you make your greatest of all time list, top ten list, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, let's, you know, mix in a little bit of who got who got the game to where it is today. I mean, whose greatness is going to combat talent, okay? Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a legacy thing. I think it's very cool. Number six, retired all around the league. Um, rest in peace to Bill Russell, and he brought the game to where it is today. It's very, it's a very, uh, it's a touching thing, and, and, you know, it puts a thing on his legacy. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, we lost a legend, but a great tribute to that, so... Anywho, let's jump to the seams. Baseball. We're talking about baseball again. I did it once. I talked about I think it was Tim Anderson's little spiel with Josh Donaldson. It was a race thing, okay? But we're talking about Fernando Tatis's suspension. Um, you know, on a quite honestly, I don't like this for two reason uh, two reasons to be exact. It's eighty games, um, but there's two reasons that I'd like to list off here, why I don't like this. Athletes, you know, they have trainers, okay? When you're making millions of dollars, MLB money is probably the biggest market sports, you know, in the sports world for athletes. Um, Athletes have trainers that they pay for. Uh, They don't have time to look at every ingredient and supplement they're given unless they want to go under the table and cheat. Sure, there's athletes who've done it. Alex Rodriguez, Ryan Braun, guys like that. There's been your fair share for sure. But if he's going to cheat, he's going to use something stronger than... Closed ball. that is the chemical he was using and it's not a strong steroid in the slightest and tatis's father fernando tatis senior uh he stated that um essentially he was using it for his hair he had a, a fungus in his hair and he was using this spray to kind of combat the fungus and you know this is why i don't like it you know once they blood test or piss test you whatever they do to see what chemicals and supplements you've been using they see What's on there, and then boom, they lay down the law. Okay, there's no time, there's no investigation for that. That's reason number two. There's never an investigation on these things. Whenever an athlete is suspended, there seems to be a piss blood test, and after that, a suspension is laid out with any sort of look, you know, look into what might have caused this. Um, sir, you know, we've seen our fair share of athletes cheating, but there's a decent chance it's chemicals and supplements they're unknown to. So you know, and without investigations, we well, won't be able to find out. So you know, these athletes don't have time to look over um, what they're taking. They don't have time to, you know, um, put what in the, you know, put into their bodies, what they're looking at. They hire trainers to do that. They have the money to do it. They're going to do it. And these guys are world-class trainers. So, um, you know, with chemicals that are a a steroid, like closed ball, um, I read into it and it's not strong in the slightest. And and to put 80 games on Tatis, I don't like it. You know, it could have been a mistake, but it also could have been, he may as well, may have been cheating, but, there's no investigation. I don't like it. I think there should be more looks into, um, you know, like what's considered a PED um, and what's considered, you know, cheating. I mean, straight up steroids. Yeah, I get it. them. But something as light as this chemical he was using, there could have been a coincidence or, you know, something that was unknown. So I'd like, I'd like, you know, MLB, NBA, NFL, NFL too, with their problem with PEDs um, to look into what, you know players are taking and you know why they're taking it and what could have been you know a reason that it appears in their blood test or p test or whatever they do um so yeah i'd like you know there's there should be some uh, blame to place on the athletes but at the same time they have trainers they don't have time to look into this stuff and you know if they do appear to have something in their system that's performance enhancing there needs to be an investigation on it these chemicals can come from basically anywhere anywhere um you know like uh just sprays that like tanning spray there's chemicals in there that you know make your muscles you know grow i've seen it we've seen it before um but anyway yeah that's just my thoughts on that i wish they would look into it a little more because tatis jr is a hell of a player and mlb marketing can suffer from this and I think they should look into it for that reason. So, you know, um, yeah, that's just my thoughts on this. It goes into any league play with NBA, NFL, MLB, any any league will suffer from this. And I think it should just be taken a little more carefully rather than just laying down the law right away. Anywho, we're jumping from league to league to league. Next on the list, Bronny James, son of LeBron uh, he's got his first poster dunk. I'll show it right here. Um, you know, he's showing signs of stardom now as the son of LeBron James. He's making a name for himself. Um, you know, he's the 39th ranked recruit in the country on ESPN, 43rd on rivals.com. But if anyone is going to succeed from a four star ranking and placed in the middle of the pack of their recruiting list, it's going to be Bronny James. His dad is LeBron James. Okay. Let's be real. Uh, he wasn't doing too hot in the recruiting, you know, ranks before the season, but now he's making his own name. Uh, He's blossoming. Um, To make a dunk like that, uh, going to your left side and jumping off your left foot, going to the right, that shows stardom. And Bronny James is going to have his own stardom and not be known as LeBron's son. Um, But once draft time rolls around, Bronny's stock is going to probably be top 15, top 5 in that that area because of his father saying he's going to play with his son. So, no matter the talent, no matter if Bronny James is a 65 overall in 2K when he's a rookie, um, he's going to be a top 15 pick. And I believe that firmly. Uh, any team is going to you know, benefit off LeBron and maybe his son. So, yeah, it's kind of a two-way package once Bronny hits the draft. Um, but we're seeing some stardom. If anyone's going to succeed from this, it's going to be him. Let's be real. Anywho, yeah, Bronny James, congratulations on your poster dunk. Let's jump to the finale of the show now. Um, as a Barriers fan, this is very disheartening and it hurts my soul. But our our linebacker Roquan Smith, the field general, the 25 year old beast, has requested a trade. And I think I may have frisbeed my phone across the room when I first heard this. But uh, I, I got to do this. I you know it's news. I don't want to, but we're gonna look at trade destinations for Roquan Smith. Okay. Um, yeah, let's we'll take a look here. Who who's going to benefit from this, and how, what return can the Bears get? Uh, first on the list, I think this is far above any team. Um, the Patriots are very interested, and I think every team's interested in Roquan Smith. But the but the Patriots, they have Bill Belichick, and if anyone's going to make a twenty-five-year-old linebacker the best they possibly be, it's Bill Belichick. Okay, they need him. They have all the pieces: the pass rush, secondary, etc A field general at the linebacker position like Roquan Smith would make would absolutely complete this monster defense. Okay. The defense for the Patriots last year was the name of their game. Okay. That's at a point in the league last year, at, at a point in time, the Patriots were AFC champion favorites. Okay. And it was mostly because because their defense, okay. If they get Roquan Smith, this guy is going to connect spiderwebs and bring this defense, you know, to a full halt, best in the league possibly. Um, I think, you know, Bill Belichick is gonna go hard after Roquan Smith. Um, and I think they're at the top of the list here, the Patriots, definitely. Um, number two, the Steelers. Okay, let's, let's look at this linebacking core if they manage to snag Roquan Smith, okay? T.J. Watt, Miles Jack, and Roquan Smith. This would absolutely break the internet, and the Steelers' defense would not let anything through the middle, okay? The Steelers also have trade value at the receiver spot, and the Bears could use that and maybe some picks, okay? They have Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, a few guys, young guys that could, you know— make themselves known in the Bears' receiving core and compliment Darnell Mooney, guys like that. Um, you know, the Steelers, if they can pull this off, Roquan Smith and Miles Jack, T.J. Watt rushing, being a pass rusher himself, this would break the internet, okay? And they have Minka Fitzpatrick at the safety spot. Um, this would be a superstar, you know, just just heavy superstar heavy defense, and it would, you know, help benefit them a lot. They might also live off their defense, kind of like the Patriots did last year, um, if they can pull this off. Uh, So the Steelers, they have uh, trade value there, and you know, just putting this together, this would be incredible. Uh, Last, last on the list, I think the Chargers. Okay, reuniting Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith would be kind of unique. Okay, this you know, kind of in 2018, uh, the Bears' defense was monstrous, going you know, leading to a 12 and 4 record, led by Khalil Mack, led by Roquan Smith. Uh, The Chargers made a lot of offseason moves, reigniting their defense, and this would top it all off. The Bears might be able to snag, you know, a solid O-lineman from the Chargers and a plethora of picks. Okay, so Chargers, you know, they're going all-in on protecting Justin Herbert. There's got to be one guy in there the Bears can snag, and they got picks lined up. So reuniting Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith, who knows? This could happen, but in my honest opinion— Let's be real here. I don't think Roquan Smith's getting traded. I think a deal will be hashed out. And that, hey, hey, I may be being biased. I'm sorry. I want to keep this guy. This is my team here, the Bears. Uh, and if we lose him, I, you know, put me on suicide watch. (laughs) Put me on suicide watch because that is that would just end, you know, anything good we have going. Anywho, yeah, that'll that'll do it for today's show. Um, thank you guys for watching. Thanks for being back. It's been two weeks. um oh my gosh i had some saliva in my throat i'm sorry um but yeah it's been two weeks i promise to not let this happen again and uh if you want an apology letter write it in the comments tell me what you guys think on my takes today and uh go follow the instagram drakes corner sports and yeah i hope you guys have a good rest of your day and i'll see you guys next time peace